thank you for listening to this podcast on honor and courage. I'm your host, Albert McKegg, and I'm grateful you've elected to spend a few minutes of your time with me. I'm a retired Texas State District Judge, a former soldier, and a dedicated, unabashed patriot of the United States of America. As the title implies, this podcast is dedicated to those patriotic Americans willing to exercise personal honor and courage in helping turn our great country away from its current slide into third world obscurity. The title of today's podcast is The Line of Departure, and we'll get into that in just a moment. Be sure to follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and just as importantly, be sure to share with your friends so that we can get the word out that we're taking back America. Here's one of my personal principles that I developed many years ago to help keep me focused in life. It says this, My soul is my work clothes. I wear it on the outside so that all may see it and know who and what I am. If my clothes become soiled, it is through my fault alone. That saying is a constant reminder to me that character counts all the time, in all ways, whatever we're doing, and however visible or invisible we may think we are. One of my personal ambitions is to try to be wise in my actions, my words, in all parts of life. Admittedly, I'm not always successful, but that certainly remains a goal of mine. Proverbs 9, verses 9 and 10 says it very well says this, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. There is never a time in life to stop gaining wisdom and knowledge, or for ending our education. Oh, we may complete high school and move into a life of work and responsibility, or we may complete college or even graduate school and again move into life's arena. For those of us who would lead our country out of the morass that we find ourselves in, however, the gaining of knowledge and wisdom will never end. We will always be learning. Knowledge is the acquisition of facts. Wisdom is the practical application of facts based upon experience. So in whatever way works best for you, gain knowledge, build experience, and develop wisdom. Reading is probably the best way to do that. Podcasts are a great alternative. We read for a lot of reasons, entertainment, gaining skills, education, our job, personal development, and as many other reasons as there are people. Read good books, and by books I include digitally formatted books too. Books have a lot of competition these days from YouTube, television, movies, video games, computers, the internet, blogging, and even printed magazines, just to name a few. Therefore, a book must have a reason for its existence. A podcast must also have a reason for its existence. So whenever I say book, you might want to think of podcast as well. When I wrote my book, Praying with Passion, Grounded in Obedience, I found out just how hard it is to write a book, even a short one. So I respect those who write for a living quite a bit. A book, though, should do at least one of three things for the reader. Educate, motivate, or entertain. If what you read doesn't do at least one of those things, you're wasting your time, your money, and your mind. Throw that thing away and move on. In education, a book will give you information you didn't have beforehand, provide coaching for developing new skills, or expand areas in which you already have some knowledge. In the context of this podcast, look for educational books that reflect honor and courage of either the writer or the subject of the book. 
A motivational book usually repeats information you already have. Same is true about a motivational podcast. It gives it a new outlook or tests your reaction to the information. Motivation may ultimately be internal, but I think it's good to find motivational works that inspire us to act. That would be an external benefit. Finally, an entertaining book is used to distract your attention from the world around you and perhaps give you a feeling of how others see the world themselves and you. The entertainment can be funny, thrilling, exciting, stimulating, or any other engaging feeling. Entertainment doesn't have to be deep all the time either. I think it really is okay to read something that just gets our attention away from the realities of life. For instance, I like good science fiction. It is a rare book, though, that will educate, motivate, and entertain you all within the pages of the one writing. A lot of books, particularly the genre of techno-thrillers or modern science fiction, will both inform and entertain you. Many biographies or autobiographies both entertain and motivate. For what better place to see how other people have succeeded or gotten through life than through their life story? In fact, I enjoy autobiographies for the education of seeing other people as they see themselves. However, although rare, there are those books which do all three. The Bible comes to mind first, but then again, there simply is no other book like God's Word. It is in a class of its own. Among the worldly works, Ogmandino's The World's Greatest Salesman is a book that fulfills all three objectives. The storyline is simply a good story for entertainment. The information it passes on is worth its weight in gold, yet the primary use of the world's greatest salesman has not been for its entertainment or its information, but for its inspirational or motivational qualities, and it does those quite well. In 1897, and that year is not a mistake, Charles M. Sheldon wrote In His Steps. It's a short book, almost a booklet. If you've ever seen the wristbands, bookmarks, t-shirts, and various other things bearing the logo WWJD, they were inspired by Sheldon's book. Although written well over a century ago, the message is still so perceptive, so honest, and yet so applicable. The message is simply this. Measure all of your actions and decisions against the question, what would Jesus do? It is an awesome book, and I highly recommend it. Well, getting into today's subject, in the military, the line of departure is that point at which you're no longer in a safe area, the green zone or behind the line, so to speak. The line of departure means that you are entering the fight, going into the combat zone, and you had better be ready for action. Thus, you're locked and loaded. The gaining of knowledge, training, and the acquisition of wisdom is necessary before you cross the line of departure. Our line of departure in life is similar. If we're going to cross the line of departure in life, we need to gain knowledge, be trained, and acquire wisdom. We must have purpose, and as we will discuss in a future episode on focusing on your mission, we need to understand what it is we are about in life. Earlier, I read to you a quotation about the work clothes of my soul. The analogy is clear for those who would see it. I was waiting at a crosswalk in downtown Houston one day and watched as a man approached. His gait was purposeful with head held high and erect and shoulders back. His satchel was in his left hand while his right rhythmically swung to and fro to match his stride. His suit of clothing marked him as a success in his chosen field of endeavor, there for all to see. 
It was spattered and streaked with green, gray, brown, and white with dabs of yellow and red. You see, he was a painter, and he was obviously proud of his chosen profession. I thought about that man, reflecting that his walk through the world was made with competence and purpose, even though his appearance was different from those around him. He was in a world foreign to him amid the blue suits, red silk ties, and shine shoes and cologne of the elite males of the white-collar class. Yet his presence was remarkable, his demeanor cast with pride, with knowledge that he held a special place of honor as only he and no one else could do the task set before him. He knew his mission. He was trained, ready, and capable. He wore his work clothes on the outside so that all of the world could see who and what he was. It came to me that Jesus instructs us to do the same thing not in an air of superiority or supremacy, but in an atmosphere of love, concern, calmness, and compassion. In the name of Jesus, we are to wear our work clothes on the outside. Therefore, I've made a commitment to wear my soul on the outside for all to see, not just those in my courtroom or in church, not just those I don't want to expose my inner secrets to, but so that all should see me. There is an accountability for a Christian or a patriot in doing that. It takes honor and courage. When you know your conduct is on display, then you think about how you act and how you treat others. If all of our co-workers, golfing buddies, tennis friends, relatives, acquaintances, and associates see us as we really should be seen as Christians, we will show them our soul and be held accountable to them for our actions as representatives of Christ. That is not to say we will assume a haughty or a holier-than-thou attitude, but that we will be ever conscious of the teachings of Christ and have true concern and caring for our fellow beings. Those are the articles of Christian clothing we should always wear on the outside. Will others know you by what you show on the outside as I knew about that painter by seeing his work clothes? Will you keep yourself morally and spiritually clean and presentable so that there is no shame in showing yourself? Or will we soil those moral clothes through our daily life? If you're wondering what this has to do with honor and courage, I'll tell you. That attitude, those characteristics, and those actions are the bedrock upon which this country was founded. If we are to recapture our great nation, we must display that same attitude of honor and courage. We must have that same character, and we must take those same actions. We cannot expect our governmental leaders to be better than we are. We cannot expect our business professionals to have more integrity than we have. We cannot expect others to take the high ground while we take the easy way. We, the people, in order to have this more perfect union, must do those hard things ourselves. Then we will know our mission and where we are and what we are doing. We will know we have crossed the line of departure of life and are truly engaged in the battle for our country. We will know that we have conducted a search of our own integrity and know it is not wanting. And once we know where we are, we will know where we are going as we take back America with honor and courage. I'll see you next time right here. Until then, may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Thank you.